Hey, yo, what's good, man? It's your host, Cleve. Welcome to the Third Coast Podcast with my man. Joe, what it do, Gators? What it do, mate? Yeah, we know you growing up. Yeah, uh, his punk ass is going on a lift boat or some shit like that. He sent me a like a link to the website or whatever. I was like, man, that you're so cool. <laughs> yeah, growing up, moving on and up, moving on up, moving on up to salty waters, moving on up. You ain't got a slice of the pie yet. Or something like that. Something like that. But uh, welcome back. Third Coast Podcast. Uh, sitting here with the one, the only, Cleve. Yo, yo, what's good? Uh, oh, my bad. I'm stepping on you already. My, uh, it's just us and uh, don't have the claps this week. It's got some special stuff on the sound pad for y'all. But Cleve is now officially a co-host of Third Coast Podcast. Whoop, whoop. Hey, there's a shirt behind you, too. TCP the rock. Oh yeah, I see it over there. Yeah, uh shout out uh China for making them bleach stained shirts. Uh shout Thank out for you, Pet, uh Pet the Void coming up. Make sure y'all come check out us out there and get some pre merch and stuff. But uh how you doing today, Cleve? Well, I'm doing pretty fair. Can't complain. Uh just uh took my vacation this week because things been a little bit crazy at work and um I got written up like a week before I took my vacation because of heat exhaustion. It's like it's been, you know, 105 uh, just yesterday. If not the day before, it was like 110. Yeah. So like the place I work at, you know, you tack on 10, 15 degrees on the inside. It's getting pretty high. It's feeling like Death Valley in that motherfucker drinking water every 15 minutes. So, um. Yeah, like I, I took off. I didn't have an excuse. I went in the next day. They, they had a write up waiting on me at ten o'clock. I was like, you know what? It's like I think it's about time I used that vacation. I just used it. You normally I don't take off for anything. Like yeah. they check my infraction sheet. I haven't been written up all year. It's my first write up. So, but yeah, other than that though, you know, I've just been enjoying my days off. I had a little sickness like about um three days ago. I'm kind of getting over it now. Kind of been hearing that new COVID. Oh, the C word. Oh, no. Yeah, I've been hearing that new strain floating around. So uh, I was hoping that wouldn't it, but I, I got a test that came back negative. And, you know, I just, you know, stay home, got plenty of rest, drink pl- uh, plenty of orange juice, blah, blah, blah. That vitamin C. I like them uh, elderberry vitamin, uh, gummy vitamin things. It's supposed to be like the buff brother of vitamin C or whatever. So I take those with my. Uh, one uh daily men's nice enough. not silver i ain't that old yet everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah taking the old vitamin c shots yeah got that emergency yeah got like a thousand milligrams of just vitamin c and just take it like with a little shot of water shake it up you don't have to drink it with a whole bottle some people do but i just take a little bit do that um yeah, i took a little bit of medicine like the next day i was five just been like having a dry cough well, it's good to see that you're getting over that. Oh, yeah, most definitely. 
My bad. Hit that playback. Yeah, I could hit the playback. Yeah, you could have hit that playback. But yeah, anyways, how how have you been, Joe? Oh, I'm good, man. Uh, same old, same old. The grind. Uh, enjoying the Louisiana heat. Uh, glad we got a little bit of rain today, though. Cooled down. Uh, maybe it keep the house a little bit cooler and the AC will finally kick off, dude, because... Ooh, do I owe Clico some money? <laughs> Clico is proud. I, they're proud that I'm one of their fucking customers right now, dude. And so, uh, other than that, though, uh, everything been good. Everything. Uh, Maya's been, you know, recovering from her surgery that she had, and she's balls to the walls again. You know. Oh yeah, I seen her earlier. She's wide open. Yeah. Yeah, I was checking out. Yeah, she looking good though. I'm glad that surgery went well though. Yeah, and other than that, just been, you know, grinding away, trying to make some money, fight off this inflation thing or whatever going on. Prices are through the roof, but got to keep on keeping on, you know? Oh, yeah, most definitely. So, uh, would would you like to introduce today's, like, big major thing we're talking about? There's no other way to bring it in. It's been a, I could say it's like a childhood favorite of most, um... But yeah, no other than video games this week. Yeah, uh, we're gonna uh, we got got a few things we're gonna touch on this week. Uh, me and Cleve's personal top five, you know, our favorite video games, maybe some stories and stuff like that. And then we're gonna get what uh, IG has as their top ten games of all time, uh, some video game world records, and the top selling video games. And we got some music by the Quadraholics and a whole bunch of other cool things in the store for nice. y'all. But uh, I'm gonna get this started off in the right direction. Oh, SoundPad is hot, hot and ready today oh, yeah, with some one. with some new sounds for y'all. Uh, you know what that was? Oh, Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you ever played Pac-Man before? Yes, I, I mean, have. Obviously. I can. Yeah, I can remember playing Pac-Man. Like we used to have a skating rink, like like early to mid '90s. And they had like the uh, like the box arcade machines, like the, I can remember playing like Mortal Kombat and uh, Street Fighter. And Pac Man was one of those machines that was popular; like everybody could play it. It was easy, and you know it's Pac Man. You know why not? So yeah, like I I can remember playing Pac Man in the arcade, then uh, having a Super Nintendo playing Pac Man's World, which was like a um, it was a two D simulator with three D animation. Yeah. So it's like the character had more like lifelike, you know, interactions like through uh, cut scenes and things of that nature. But, you know, for the most part, uh, yeah, I got a lot of different experiences with the Pac-Man series, like with Miss Pac-Man. Yeah, that's uh, probably my favorite, Miss Pac-Man. Oh, the brews are definitely good uh, after a hot day. Oh, yeah, most definitely. It does feel good today. Oh, especially now that the sun's starting to set in this beautiful town of Oakdale, Louisiana. I don't know for all the listeners out. It's just as that sun sets in that shitty sky. <laughs> yeah, man, it's like the Bay Area. You know, the Bay. <laughs> the, the septic fucking plant. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I, I think I, I want to kick it off if I'm allowed to. Uh, yeah, go for it. I'm gonna start with my number five. Let me pull up. Oh, the top five. Video so, games of all time. Uh, in my personal, in opinion. your personal opinion. All right. So, oh, I got a few new screenshots. I'm gonna start out with my number five, 
And my number five is GoldenEye 007 oh, for the N64. Yes, yes, yes. That's, that's uh, definitely. It was released in 1997. It's a first-person shooter developed by Rare, published by Nintendo for the Nintendo 64. It's a basis of the 1995 movie James Bond GoldenEye. It features a single-player campaign, which player controls secret intelligent service agent. Uh, with a satellite weapon against London to cause a global financial meltdown. The game includes a multiplayer mode, which four players can compete in several deathmatch scenario via split screen. And just the split screen part of the game is what made it so much fun. It was the first like real deathmatch game I can remember playing back in the day. Like first person shooters. I know everybody's got like Doom and stuff like that, but that's my number five. You ever you got any fond memories of GoldenEye? I do. It's uh, you know few and far in between, but yeah, I do have my um, my moments with the GoldenEye. I do remember a cheat. On um, well, I mean they had like different cheats like throughout. Like after you complete the game, uh, you can experiment with those. But uh, I don't quite remember exactly like the full details. Like I just remember some maps. Like I had one map that was a stealth map, but I kept dying because like <laughs> it would alert the people in the camp, and the whole camp would get alerted, and it's just it'll fail the mission. Like if you alert the guys, I forget what map that is. I think it's like a a day after tomorrow, or something like that. Or no, I'd like be that. lying if I told you. But uh, but yeah, like it's just like one of the one of the titles of the mission became a movie later. I do remember that much. So, moving on, number four. Okay. In my personal opinion, I'm going with the Lord of the Rings: Battle for Middle Earth Two. And it's a strategy game, and it was released March second, two thousand six. Uh, original platform Windows, and it moved to the Xbox three hundred and sixty, and that game is so much fucking fun. Excuse my friends for everybody out there, but uh, I, I I spent so many hours playing that game online. It should be a shame. Like I probably burnt up like seventeen to eighteen years old just playing that one game on the Xbox. Some of the matches, dude, would take four to six hours to play because you would build up your armies and stuff and attack people and try to win. And you would have like teammates, or you'd be all going against each other. It was so much fun, and uh. And of course, it's a uh, based off of Lord of the Rings, which is my favorite movie series. So it's like video game and my favorite movie with like the same characters and the same stuff you can play as. Right. And of course, right. it, uh, it's based off of the fantasy book Lord of the Rings, uh, written by J.R. R. Tolkien. And just, I mean, I, I you know I can read into it. It's about you know it has factions including elves, dwarves, men of the west. Uh, Goblins, Mordor, Isengard uh, armies, and basically you just you go through the campaign and do little quests and stuff like that. But the big thing was the multiplayer and just getting like certain armies and building them up and attacking each other. And it's a great game. Uh, number three, Legend of the Dragoon on the place original PlayStation. You remember that one? I remember the release, but I never played it. Uh, the Legend of uh, Dragoon is a role-playing video game developed uh, it, by Japan Studios and published by Sony Computer Entertainment for the PlayStation in 1999. 
and it was released in North America in 2000. And that game, to complete it, takes 59 to 70 hours of gameplay to complete it. And I got all the way to the end and could not beat the final boss and had to start the game over and play it all the way through and get different characters and actually sit there and grind and level them all the way up before I fought the final boss. Guys. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, so that's a lot of hours that you had to put into that to fully beat it. I actually got a copy of that in there with that. Uh, they have two copies, black and white and colored disc. I got the colored disc inside. And I think it sells for anywhere from 100 to $500 right now on eBay. But yeah, that's my number three original PlayStation game. Okay, number two. Drumroll. Borderlands 2. Oh. Uh, Borderlands 2 is uh, is a first-person shooter video game developed in 2012 by Gearbox Software and published by 2K Games. And it is one of the funnest games I have ever played in my life. And just, it was one of the first... I don't know. It's just hard to explain how fun it is. Running around free on the map, all the different weapons, hundreds and hundreds of guns and different vehicles and creatures to kill, and just all the little side quests and just the details they took in the side quest. Because some side quests lead you to another quest that leads you to another quest that leads you to another quest. And it reminds me a lot of like D&D, but just with guns in a video game, of course. Gotcha, yeah. it actually won uh, won some awards, the VGX uh, Award for Best Performance by a uh, Human Male in a video game, and also the Best Shooter that year, too, and got a whole bunch of nominations and stuff, but uh, yeah, that's definitely, uh, it's, uh, as of 2020, is sold over 12 million copies. So it's done pretty well in the market. And do you know my number one? Um, what's your number one? Halo it's Reach. Halo. Oh, the Reach. Yeah. I was uh, going to say Halo, but I didn't know which one. Let's see. Uh, and that's what I came to like a bridge when I had to decide which Halo that I would pick as my favorite Halo. And I go with Reach. Because I liked the campaign. I liked how it was different. And then I just loved the multiplayer. I love The multiplayer was so fun at the time. Um, but Halo 2 actually came close to being the number one Halo. Just because right. I eat the multiplayer. <laughs> but all the glitches that came with it, Like getting all the skulls and getting out the map. And doing the super jumps on like lockout and stuff. Right. And then I had that for like the original Xbox 2 back in the day. So I can just, you know, it's nostalgic for uh, Halo 2. But actually, like, as it weighs, I think Halo Reach is probably the best Halo game they made. Next to the original Halo Wars. Because I like the strategy in Halo Wars, but I don't know. Infinity wasn't that great. Yeah, I didn't like the gameplay of Infinity. And then just like the the way I don't know, it was it just wasn't smooth for me. Yeah. And then the multiplayer ain't that great either. Uh I hate to say it, but I think Halo's on the on its final leg in the video game world, like majorly. But uh, 
And then you look at Halo 4. Halo 4 wasn't that good either. You know what I'm saying? It's just they're trying too much now, you know. And then the the campaign on Infinity was kind of like, uh, it wasn't that great. It seemed like it's just a stretch, in my opinion. But who am I? Right, I mean, but yeah, it's it's all, you know, into the, you know, it's all into the personal aspect of just like what makes a game the number one game. Like you went with Reach. I guess um, I didn't really put too much organization into mine, but I could say probably in my top five, my number five would probably be Super Mario. Just because, like, you know, starting off in the video games, that was the first video game I played, like the Super Mario for Super Nintendo, not the regular Nintendo. I played that one after I played... Um, the Super Mario on just uh, Super Nintendo. Let's see, hold up. I think this is the Mario sound. Oh, no. Oh, wrong button. That's my bad. That's not the uh, Mario sound. That's uh, Final Fantasy for you guys out there. It's another it uh, like little sound Bowser. pad. Uh, huh? <laughs> it sounds like the thing from Bowser. It like might that. be. I, I just no, thought it was the Final the, Fantasy thing. It just uh, be um, like just Mario series in general. Like, but just being Super Mario, like being the OG of it all, and it goes into like the whole Mario Kart series. Oh yeah, I love Mario Kart. Like Mario Kart, and then Mario Party came out a little bit later when N sixty four dropped, and um, like the Mario Sunshine. I don't know if you remember Mario Sunshine, but you you get like the gadget. I think that was for GameCube, but like you get like the little jetpack with the water and stuff, and Uh -uh. you can fill up balloons. You can fill up like different weapons and stuff, and like um, it was more three D based. So it was like three hundred sixty degrees, like free world roam. You know, it gave like different abilities and stuff, but you go through and you you would unlock different abilities. But yeah, um, just out of that whole series, like I do like the Mario Kart and I just like the RPG role of like, um, I want to say like how Mario All Stars had done it, like the All Star yeah. series. Like you could play with like Mario, Luigi, Toad, uh, Princess Peach, and then later you can like unlock a uh, Bowser and. I forget the other one, uh, the Paper Mario series. And see, I uh, had got the Paper Mario series uh, game for the DS, and none of the kids liked that one for some reason. Yeah, it's a little bit more challenging because that's it's what like I figured. It yeah, looked like it would be difficult. Yeah, it is a little bit more difficult. It's like more for the more experienced players, but it just um, it's a lot to do with like the interactions and like how the um, selections menu works out because you gain different items, but it's kind of like puzzle matching, like, which brings me to my number four favorite, which is Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Just because, like, goes back into the role playing, like, mystery, puzzle solving, uh, having to interact with different people, side quests. Uh, it was like one of the first um, role play games where I played with interactions, like, you know, games kind of that remind me of, like, the Elder Scroll games, like, where you have, like, an open map. You can go to a merchant, you can go to like a random person in the village and, you know, talk with them, get information or take on side quests. And I feel like uh, The Legend of Zelda had a little bit of that element in it. Which uh, system was that for? 
uh, Ocarina of Time was for Nintendo 64. I wish... Like, that came out, I want to say, the Majora's Mask came out a little bit after. Hang on, I'll pull it up. I ain't a big Zelda fan, actually. But I am a big Nintendo 64 fan. I wish I had one. I want one of, like, the purple or green ones. You, You remember those? The purple or green what? Nintendo 64s oh, where yeah, they came yeah. out with the line of 64s that had all the different colors. Right, right. Yeah, I do remember that. You know how much one of them costs right now just for the system? If someone has one, they're $400. No, I was about to say probably three to 500 Yeah, they're, they're definitely expensive. But I ain't never got into... I got one of the Zeldas, the Lost Sword or something in, in the house that I just put up because it looks expensive for the Wii. It's something with a sword. Sky sword. Uh, flying sword. Super sword. Imaginary. I can't think right now, but... I, uh. This podcast is sponsored by whatever Zelda game I have in the house right now. Have you ever played Zelda? Have you ever dreamed <laughs> of having a shield and doing yeah. puzzles? An N64 style video game. But yeah, the oh, Ocarina of Time is an action adventure game developed and published by Nintendo for the Nintendo 64. It was released in Japan and North America in November of 1998. Ocarina of Time is the first game with uh, in the Legend of Zelda series with 3D graphics. Damn. But yep, uh, kind of bringing up the speed, I want to say my number three for. PlayStation 2 would have to be Crash Bandicoot. I just, I know you're number one. I just thought about it. I know exactly what your number one is. You say Crash Bandicoot? I'm sorry to interrupt. Nah, but like just Crash Bandicoot is like always been a, you know, I don't know. It's been like a kind of crazy, zany game. Is that the, the, was it yellow or orange? He was orange, and Wolf he's the one jeans. you got. He he collects the peaches. Yeah, he, yeah, the Wumpa fruit. The, <laughs> the, it's called Wumpa, but uh, the Wumpa fruit. Yeah, like W E U M P A. I wonder if that's but like, code like for mango. ass. Yeah, you know, because like, like the mangoes. peach emoji is booty cheeks. Yeah, <laughs> he's just running around the map getting booty cheeks. Yeah, getting cheeks. Oh uh, yeah, they got his um his uh, partner Coco. And then, yeah, he collects, like, the little mask. I got the little wood mask oh, with yeah. the feathers, like the Aku. And then it got the red and black one that uh, Cortex uses. Like, he made, I want to say, on the second. No, Cortex was always a villain. But on the second one, it's like uh, uh, Uka made his uh, appearance, which is, like, the reverse form of Aku, which is Crash Bandicoot's ally. Cortex has an ally, but his ally is like red and black, like red with orange feathers and black, yeah, black and orange feathers, but he's got like red eyes and stuff. But the other ones look more lifelike. He's got like red, blue, green, and yellow feathers, I think. You know what I, uh, the racing game for Crash Bandicoot, I used to really enjoy oh, yeah, Crash playing. Team Racing. Yeah, where you can yeah. throw like the bombs and uh, you get the mask and you can go, uh, you're impenetrable and stuff like that. And you can play as all the different Crash characters in the Crash yeah, Bandicoot the, game. It's the same in the game. Like, if you get, like, three masks, you become invincible. And but yeah, Crash Bandicoot is a video game franchise originally developed by Naughty Dog, which is, is an exclusive for Sony's PlayStation console. It has seen numerous installments created by various developers and published on multiple platforms. 
Shit, yeah. But yeah, um, but number two, I would say, I want to say this one was also on PlayStation 2. And I would have to say it's Grand Theft Auto 3. Damn. Oh, well. It was, I, I was close. Gonna, like, I thought uh, about that one being my number one. But, yeah, like, the Grand Theft Auto series just kind of has, like, a, a sweet spot because it was one of those games, like, it It kind of reminded me of this game that I used to play called Driver. But in Driver, the original Driver, you couldn't um, you couldn't exit the vehicle. You couldn't interact with the player. But in Grand Theft Auto 3, it was, like, an open-world map. It had like unlockable maps. It was like free world roam. You can make your own choices. You could do side missions. Again, it's like being able to have multiple things to do within one game. It's like you have like your main storyline that you can complete. And then within the main storyline, like you got like side missions. Then you have like your Easter egg missions, like with the payphone or like the uh, vigilante missions where you can role play as a as a taxi cab driver, you can play as a paramedic, you can play as a police officer and stop crimes. Like, you can, you know, it was a lot of different things that Grand Theft Auto 3 had allowed. Like, even even the classic, like, picking up the hooker and then robbing her after, you know, you, you do business with her and stuff like that. It's just, it was just one of those games that, like, touched outside the box that wasn't A-rated, but it still had all the mature features of a crime-based video game. So... Yeah, GTA 3 is definitely, like, on my top five personal list. And uh, take a little take a little pause before I, you know, give up the number one. Who oh, got that donkey coming, boy? <laughs> <laughs> I came ready. I came ready today, dude. We... Getting in, so number one for Cleen. Play button this time. All right. So Mm -hmm. for my number one, I honestly would have to say it's from Super Nintendo, Mortal Kombat 3. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mortal Kombat 3. Um, there's a lot of different Easter eggs in that game, like unplayable characters that, you know, not a lot of people know how to unlock. But just like uh, if you beat the game in like a certain order, you can unlock all the ninjas. Like it was the first game that actually released the ninjas Rain and Ermac. Oh, really? Yes. Hmm. Never, never knew that. Never knew it until I'd done it. And I don't know how I've done it to this day, but I do remember <laughs> as long as playing, you done it, right? Yeah, it's like I was playing in the subway with Jax, and I can remember seeing Rain like riding in the subway. I was like a purple ninja, but I didn't, you know, I looked at it, but I didn't think much of it because like I didn't think I would see him again. But like I just went ahead, I completed like the whole. All I can remember is like I beat all the characters with Jax, like no damage, no like no like no damage, no losses, including like the very end boss, like Shao Kahn. And, like, at the end of it, like, the game just starts, like, flashing, like, black and white. And then whenever I went to the selection menu, I'd unlocked rain. Shit, yeah. So it's just, you know, rain, rain, smoke, Ermac are playable characters in the Mortal Kombat 3 series. See, uh, I have bitter, sweet things about Mortal Kombat because I used to love playing it, but I suck at, like, left, right, uh, 
B A left down X Y. Throw the controller across the room, pick it up, <laughs> walk back, put it in the refrigerator, push <laughs> push square, make a button on the back of the controller, and then you do the finishing move. I just could never get into yeah, you know, it. Boy, that four four back down X, <laughs> they dragging. <laughs> My, and then like not to get right. dive too far off top, but like the kids want to play like video games, like the. Uh, What's that Dragon Ball Z fighter game they have oh, for the yeah. for the Xbox One? I forget the one for PlayStation, but yeah, they used to have one. I think it was called like Tenkaichi or something like that. But yeah, the Dragon Ball Z series. The kids is, uh, be swacking me up on that thing, dude, and then enjoying it too. Because it's got like different combo. Like I've played it before. Like the combo sequence is pretty easy. The counter sequence is uh, fairly easy as well. It just kind of adds like the animation from the TV show. With a slower button re- like a recall. Which is the Mortal Kombat where they in, uh, introduced like the Joker and stuff like that with the DC characters. Oh, that's, um, I want to uh, say, that's not Mortal Kombat 10, is it? I'm not for sure. I'd be lying if I told you, homie. No, it, unless it's uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC. I mean, I know they had the DC, yeah, yeah, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. I could look it up. Yep, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe is a crossover fighting video game between Mortal Kombat and the DC Comics fictional universe developed and published by Midway Games, the last entry in the franchise before the company went bankrupt in 2009. So the Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. Warner Brothers owns Mortal Kombat now? Yep. Huh. Sucks for them. You know what the heart what I got a question, Cleve. What's the hardest level of a video game that you ever played that you can rem- you know remember? Cuz I got a, I got a burner one. One of them I'll never for- I'll never fucking forget this mission. It was on Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, the RC pilot. <laughs> that damn mission it did not that plane did not have enough gas to blow up all three vans like if you did not map out the exact route at the time that the van would be at the exact location at its precise moment if you fuck up and turn just a slight bit left you won't complete that mission to be able to blow up all the vans and bring the bird back home the base and I could just remember playing that mission over 100 times. I broke a controller. <laughs> I had to stop playing for like two weeks because I had to save the money to buy a new controller because <laughs> my parents was like, fuck that. You bought it. You buying your own. So, yeah, that's that's one of many. <laughs> the uh, the original Halo beating the level called the Flood. Oh, no, I, no, no, no. Hold up. The library. The library. The, the library. And it has uh, all the flood and shit. And to beat it on legendary, I shit you not. I've only done it like twice. And to beat it on legendary, you literally have to kill everything and just collect every gun that you can find and use every. At one point, I went all the way back to the beginning of the map to find a plasma pistol and like an SMG and ran all the way back up like three different uh, levels to get enough 
I had enough ammunition to fight my way to get another gun. You know what I'm saying? It takes so much patience. It took me like two and a half hours to beat it on Legendary. I'm not lying by my and by not yourself. with a team solo. Yeah, it by is by yourself. I could. And then you fuck up one time, you get too close to the exploding, the ones that explode and make all the little flood. You get too close to them one time, and because you're on legendary, so you take all that damage all the time. So if you make one mistake, and then at a certain point, there's like banshees flying at you and shit. They hit you like twice. It's just, it is too fucking hard. And it's one of the, to this day, it's one of the hardest levels I've ever played on any video game. I want to say I've played some Call of Duty games in the campaign. I want to say um, Modern Warfare 2. One of the trickier ones for me was the estate. Yeah. Because it's like you got snipers. And it's like, you know, not only do you have snipers, but you got fucking combat soldiers. Put, like, And this is hardest difficulty, but like you got combat soldiers like pushing you, pinning you down in yeah. one spot. And if you peek to look at one, you got two on the back of your head type shit. So it's like like well-executed grenades, well-executed flashes, pushes, listening to your, uh, your recon team. Because like, yeah, you got computer AI with you, but they're not doing shit. Yeah. They're, they're the ones getting held down. They depending on you to back them up. But just a whole while of... Um, I mean, it, I can't recall like exactly what missions, but I know in Modern Warfare Two and Three, it had some pretty challenging ones. So, uh, what's the other game? Uh, you know what comes to mind? The gear, the original Gears of War, and uh, when you play it on the hardest difficulty. The fucking Creel. It's like the little bird. I haven't played much of the Gears. Yeah, it's like some on the it. They kind of they phase it out through the games, and by I think the third game, they're they're not part of the game no more. But in like the first two, mainly the first one, they got like this swarm of like these things that come out the ground at night, and if you ain't in like light, they kill you. But on the final boss, when you're fighting it, he uses that shit, and I'm telling you, it took me weeks to beat that guy like to figure out the trick the like what right way to roll because it got to points where i was just fighting him and i just put down the controller just turn turn that game off and play something else because i just could not beat him on the hardest difficulty uh his name was ram if i'm not mistaken from the original gears of wars like the main bad guy or whatever yeah yeah that that level's difficult or uh you know, it was a racing game, that fucking uh, rainbow level on, uh, what's that, Mario oh, Party 64? Yeah, Mario Party. The 64 version, though, the one where it, go, it like goes all over the fucking place. Rainbow Road or whatever? Yeah. Well, I know in Mario Kart 64, they had a map called Rainbow Road, and it took you like six minutes to complete a, complete a lap. Like, if you, that's if you race it properly. Like, yeah. if you race on the track. Then you could complete. But the, I always fall off of that motherfucker, dude. Right. It, yeah. I got to a point like I got good at that game. Like I could, I could complete a lap on Rainbow Road in like two or three minutes because like I knew all the shortcuts. Like I knew where to jump off, and there was some leap. There's one jump I call it the leap of faith because you clear like two minutes, but it's a risky jump because you gotta like bounce off the wall, and then once you bounce off the wall, you get like that extra boost in the air. So you're just like kind of. Gliding down, yeah, in the just right gliding spot. down, like hoping See, that you hit the right not, spot. Because <laughs> I'm definitely, uh, 
Yeah, that level right there for racing is definitely was too hard for me. I can say one game where I've seriously like raged and broke the game. Uh I think it was Tekken two and I was fighting Yoshimitsu and he kept doing that thing like where he'll like jump in the air, he'll like spin the sword in the air, he'll drop down. He kept like disappearing. Like I'm fighting him on the hardest level. It's like he was the only character I could not beat. And for like 30 minutes straight, I'm playing through like every character I know. I even like I picked Eddie. I picked everyone I could possibly pick. Couldn't beat him. I like got so mad. I took the game out, threw it up against the TV. And mind you, this isn't my game. Like this is the neighbor's game. So as <laughs> I took the game out, threw it against the TV. I like took the controller. I like smashed it. I was fucking mad. Like smashed the controller. I'm like, I think I'm like ten. <laughs> so you had that. Yeah. That Donkey Kong. Yeah. Uh, that Donkey Kong rage. Yeah, I had that Donkey Kong rage that day with the beating on my chest. <laughs> 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 He's mad as shit. Yeah, I was mad as fuck that day. I I had to give him my copy. I gave him a copy of Resident Evil Two. It's a, a two disc series. Like you know, you you'll complete one part of the story, and then you have to put the second disc in to complete the ha- other half of the part. Oh, like, I got it. If we gonna travel down this wormhole, we might as well do it right. I have a story about the original fucking uh, Resident Evil, right? Uh, it's for the PlayStation, right? Right. I'm not the original PlayStation. Yeah, the original PlayStation. Uh, I remember we lived over there by. This is back in the day when pick, it was a Piggly Wiggly, which is now burnt down. There was a Sonic, which is now a bar. <laughs> yeah. But we lived uh, over in that neck of the woods, and uh, my dad was playing that, and uh, <laughs> he screamed loud as shit. And I walked in there. It's like, what that? What's going on? And he's like, oh, no, nothing, son. Uh, just playing the PlayStation. And zombie jumped out of the closet and scared the shit out of me. That's what he told me. It was yeah. like, and I remember one of the weird memories I have. It was like, shh, like two in the morning or something. So he's in the middle of the living room playing this on like a hatchback TV. Yeah. Sitting on the floor. <laughs> we didn't have a TV stand. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And, uh, it just it's just dark as shit so this is back when video games went from like i guess atari when he was uh from cassettes to cds yeah so this was like high def type shit to him and like this you know the old resident evil the first one is all about that pop scare shit yeah i hated it that was the reason why funny story that you mentioned is like the reason why i gave him resident evil 2 is because i could get past the first mission without a fucking zombie popping out of the dumpster. <laughs> My, and I'm playing this game at night. Like, I'm playing this game at, like, 9 and 10 o'clock at night. Like, I'm supposed to be, like, going to sleep, going to school, having fucking nightmares about zombies popping out of my closet because of the way that zombies are popping out of the trash, eating half his face off. And it showed, like, all the blood, all the gore. And, like you say, it's, like, at the time, like, coming from cassettes where... You know, you got PlayStation, PlayStation 2. This shit's like high def for us. And I don't know. It's just like the amount of detail that was put into that game, like for that desired effect and how popular that effect became in culture later on through movies. It just plays like a big part in like the direction that those type of video games like have to offer. 
And then, too, like, when the PlayStation came out, people were playing games like Pac-Man and Mario. And so when the PlayStation came out and started releasing games like this, it became a different, like, spectrum to play video games, too. Right. It's crazy. It's weird how far video games have really came in, like, 20 years. Like, the progression that they have came from in the roots, you see it. You ain't many things in this world that you can actually see the progression and the growth so drastically from the bottom, you know? Right, like from a Gal- 2D slide. Like Galica, you're just shooting little bugs and shit, and now they have Oculus, you know, VR, you know, virtual reality. The games <laughs> run purely on internet now. There was a game, like the first aircraft game, like since you brought up, uh, what was yeah, the game like where you like fly around. Uh, and shoot. Galica. Yeah, Galica. It's like there was this game called Gradius Three for Super Nintendo. It's the same thing, but it was like from a left to right slide. It was um, like you go through different worlds. You fly around the ship. You can pick up like icons. You can pick up like different styles of lasers. Like you can have like a, a regular laser beam which just shoot one. You can have a double or the triple which shoots two or three. Then the ripple it'll shoot like a ring. And then you'll go like through these different worlds, like water world, uh, the volcano world, rock world, a uh, storm world, and it's just like a bunch of like different worlds. But like I could also remember playing a game called Star Fox, which uh, no, not Star Fox, uh, Warhawk, which you know it, it was kind of like a shooter, like Halo, but you know it mostly involved like flying jets and stuff. Where you like go through the simulation, you like take down different aircraft every now and again. Uh, you would hop out, you would engage like in foot battles and stuff, but most of it, most of the battles actually took place in like uh, these futuristic starships. But that, I want to say that game came out like the late 90s, early 2000s. It was a pretty neat game though, like it's, that involves like flying ships and stuff. One second, I need to grab a beer. Okay. Whoop, uh, we appreciate everybody that has made it this far into the episode. We love all y'all. Shout out to the TCP Horde. May you keep growing and getting stronger and bigger. And make sure that y'all post in there because everybody's welcome to post in there. Uh, check out the website, 5000Ws.ThurkosPodcast.com. And we're on all major streaming platforms out there. Give us a listen. Go check us out on Cashbox, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Apple Podcast, Stitcher, and anywhere podcasts are found. And so tell me about that Star Fox shit. Okay, so yeah, like I, I mentioned Star Fox. With Star Fox is like a it's a different game, I think. Yeah, it's an arcade style rail shooter and third person action video <clears throat> And third-person action-adventure video game series created by Shigeru Miyamoto while produced and st- published by video game company Nintendo. The games follow a combat team of anthropomorphic animals called Star Fox, lead by chief protagonist Fox McCloud, who is also a character on uh, the Smash Brothers series. Hmm. I ain't never played that one. Yeah, but he's got like Star Fox Two, Star Fox Zero, Star Fox Guard, and then he got the sixty four and three D, but the game's been popular since 
let me see when the first release was 1993 yeah the original Star Fox was released in 93 damn next year it'd be 20 years old mm-hmm. you, you know what I want to talk about since we in the video game spectrum of life right now what's that let's talk about some call of duty some cod <laughs> which one actually and with, like, I mean uh, the latest or you want to dabble back or uh, let's see I would say the black ops like the whole just not even just just a zombie aspect of the Call of Duty world yeah yeah but just like more the campaign or the multiplayer or you like in, in what direction So, damn. Pause. I would say, like, the multiplayer direction. You know what I'm saying? Like, even, let's say, like, multiplayer zombies towards the tail end, but, like, the multiplayer, like, itself. Yeah, with mics included. Um, just the online experience with the multiplayer. <laughs> oh, you're talking about, like, the <laughs> extravagant uh, yeah, linguistics. The, yeah, the, the very livid, yeah, the little... Livid conversationalists that are out there in the Call of Duty world. I like to commend those for their <laughs> trash talking. <laughs> and got a little bit of that trash talking last night, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a lot of that going on. Yeah, you got called out last night. By yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the chick. Yeah, yeah, by a female, by a whole female. That shit was funny. And she was like, yo, a bitch. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Golly. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't get old. Like I, I can remember uh, classic modern warfare two days. Uh, a lot of the time, I, I want to say this was before the mute. Yeah, the mute feature was implemented during um, public sessions. Like you couldn't mute unless you were in game, so you had to hear what everyone was saying. Like in the main lobby, so like everyone would get everything off of yeah, it. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, it used to be bad. And it would be like 16 microphones talking at one time. It, it kind of reminds me of um, uh, the old Halo on Xbox, like the first Xbox. Oh, yeah. God. Being in the big open lobbies and shit. 30 people. <laughs> Just all talking shit. Some people talking shit. Some people talk uh, playing music. And then you just got like other people just like having their own conversation, like as if they can't hear anyone else. But <laughs> they're having to like, you know, basically like decipher what's being said through like multitudes of different people talking their different languages. Oh, um, I've heard some wild stuff like domestic shit on there. Like, motherfucker, that's all you do is play the video game. You're supposed to you hear like kids. Ah, ah, chicken nuggets. Or something in the background, and I'm just trying to play the game. <laughs> I've, he- I've heard a lot of domestic, yeah, just I've like heard a lot of race, yeah, a lot of race derogatory. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's like the pinnacle of it. But it's like you get the rage, it's like, it's like, motherfucker, I'll do this, man. What's your address? Man, I'll pull up, <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling up, I'm right pulling now. up right now. It's like, man, you see me in the black heart to see me. It's like you hear them, like you hear them shuffling through their window blinds. Like, <laughs> I'm right, I'm coming right now. Yeah, got, it's like, I'm coming right now. I got Where your you VPN, at? I'm coming. Yeah, they talk about, have you ever been DDoS? Like, yeah, I've I've been caught. like it's been pretty toxic. I want to say like the most hate mail I've ever received was probably from Grand Theft Auto Five. 
hands down. Just <laughs> why like, is that? Like, there has been no Call of Duty lobby that I've entered, and someone directly messaged me or DM me <laughs> and just just really told me like, "Oh, you need to get a job. You don't have a life. <laughs> <laughs> All you do is it's like you probably got like like the funniest one was like, oh, you probably just some guy with Cheeto stains on his wife beater <laughs> surrounded. <laughs> yeah, you play video. No, I've told somebody they play video games on a lawn chair with a beer can. <laughs> Hey, I think that's the character that you fight in Final Fantasy, dude in the lawn chair with a beer. Yeah, with <laughs> Which, a beer can, man. I'm talking a big beer can, hey, like big malt liquor. And when you Sleeps. beat him, you get the Cheeto dude. <laughs> the Cheeto. Yeah, you get the yeah, you got the Cheeto stains on his. He was like, man, you probably a kind of guy who got Cheeto stains on his white t-shirt. <laughs> It's like, oh, we fat gaming. Okay, I got you, buddy. Go, I almost spit my beer out. That shit's stupid. You're talking about like you're so lazy that you're just yeah, wiping the Cheetos. Yeah, you're just wiping you. the Cheetos off on your shirt like you ain't got time to get up because you gaming, so you sweating at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been told some shit, though. Like, um, gosh, like the, the, the stories trash are just... talking is... Yeah, people rage. The people that rage, the people that that break their controls. We've all been there. Yeah, there's always there's definitely there is no true gamer that can sit at a table and go, "I've never threw my controller." Because there's some part of some game somewhere that you might not have told nobody, but we all know you threw that controller at least once. Openly admitted to breaking Tekken 2 tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Hit it with that Donkey Kong. With, with that the, Donkey with controller. Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Gorilla shit. Fuck <laughs> 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 like a yeah, Gorilla game. If I ever had a gaming squad, it would be Gorilla Gaming if that's not taken already. Uh. Oh no! I, yeah, I, I've been known to rage a little bit on the game, especially here recently in Call of Duty when playing the Warzone. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Nowadays, I just because like I haven't broken a controller probably since then, like since my PlayStation Two days. I have not broken a yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they thrown, too ex- they're too expensive. Yeah, now. <laughs> I have not thrown or broken a controller since my PlayStation Two days. So you know, no more RIP to. <laughs> But uh, how do you like uh, the Warzone? Uh, how long have you been playing? I, me, uh, me in China. Shout out, uh, y'all can check us out. Uh, her gamer tag is Chinatown. I'm still Joe on the Xbox Network. If y'all are and part I'm Cleveland of that. Christ. If you ever see me out there, you know, make sure you put one to the head. No questions, because <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> so we, uh, me, Cleve, and uh, China have been slapping up some uh, Warzone here recently. And uh, I can say I do like the new map, the Fortune's Keep. I like it a lot better than the Rebirth Island. And uh, just because it's more open and it's not as many high points. Because I feel like in uh, on the on the Rebirth uh, on the Rebirth Island, it's it's got too many high points versus low points is too drastic. But in Fortune's Keep, they kind of moderated it and made it 
I think just a little bit bigger, but made it more complex, which makes it more enjoyable to play, in my opinion. It gives more like of the feel like if you ever played like um like in Call of Duty, like the favela maps. Yeah. Like the maps of South America. It's like the Fortune Keep map has like the element of like um you know, it reminds me of like some South American features, like it has villas, it has like the European features of uh like the close corridor alleys. Uh, with the high-rise buildings, like it does have like a, a better balance for low to high ground combat, where it's like you know you're not you're not constantly having to like pan up on certain high points, like kind of like with the map that they had out before with the King Kong and um and uh, Godzilla. I forget the name of that island, but yeah, like pretty. You, much. you know how bad I'm resisting pushing that button behind that topic. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> I can't help it. Telling you, man, it's that like King that Kong. Yeah, that King Kong shit, man. <laughs> team King Kong, by the way. If anyone's curious, you know how the team, you know how the Godzilla and King Kong is uh, King Kong all day. Oh man, I, I would say I'm Team Godzilla. I had to Godzilla? be on that. Yeah, I mean Godzilla is badass. You know, it's like you know got the breath. You know, got the hot fire coming out of the ocean. <laughs> got that, what was that halitosis? Yeah, that halitosis. <laughs> that blue halitosis. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to scorch the shit out your land. Yeah, yeah, got a little bit more mythol than that. That yeah, that was fun. I I liked when they released that. Uh, I ain't too fond of the new map, but uh, I've been thoroughly enjoying dropping in and playing some uh, Warzone with you here recently. And we've oh, yeah, been most definitely we've been catching some W's. Yeah, been catching them dub 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 city and you know, all hands down to Joe for carrying me most of the way, if not all the way. Hey, that match. <laughs> the the match we had the other day where i jumped out that fucking tower and skidded and hopped on the umbrella and landed right in front of the dude running killed him and ran in the gas ran around and killed the final guy yeah that was some if i would have recorded that i would have had a billion fucking views yeah, dude. that, that was shit definitely was, uh viral worthy like it, that play like i didn't know that was the last guy either but me and Ty was like holy shit <laughs> like, <laughs> like they're playing up and i ran right around the corner and saw him it was just too perfect like as soon as you bodied him you played it up Fucking went through the gas, masked up, come out of the gas. The guy was, like, looking around the corner for you, but you, like, pecked him on the side of the head, got the game, went and killed. But, yeah, we got some bodies. Yeah, we were getting bodies. So, like, man, I want to say the most. I think I've gotten with you is, like, 11, if not 12 kills. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, you yeah. slap them up pretty good. We do. We got a pretty good little team going on. Yeah, good communication. Communication we, is key with any of that. If yeah. we get one, just one more person that could play decently, it would be nice. Right. Or yeah. not leave the party, too. Yeah, shout out to my boy Ace. So sorry for bailing on you the way that I did the other night, but yeah, duty calls. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, since we're on Call of Duty, the fucking... I I like the zombies, but I think it became too complicated the more the series went on, like with Black Ops, the original Black Ops, the second Black Ops, and then the third Black Ops. I See, think I the zombies it came to it became too. Which one compli- had origins? The first one. Was it the first? No, no. The first one was uh, it had Kenno de Toten, and then it had a second map, the the Defcon Five map. That was the first Black Ops, and then the second one, I think the second one was the one that had, um, like, the Origins map, like, where you you fight against the giant robot, 
And it's like, yeah, the, I don't know. It's, um, that's the second one, yeah. Yeah, that's the second one, yeah. like after That's the when they one, started going crazy in yeah, the second like, one. Yeah, like after the second one, like they just kind of like went a little too loose for me. But um, like I do like the feature, like where they went back in time and, you know, it's like they were like going throughout their whole thing. And just like the whole idea of the zombies uh, map in general. What was the other, what was the one that had town? Like the uh, the one with the bus. Oh, I remember. Yeah, that's the second one. Is that the second one? When, as well? Yeah, where you had yeah, to transit. like get, yeah, yeah transit. transit. You had yeah. to get on like the bus, and you go through like the fields, and then you go into, into town. But you could jump off the bus at a certain time and run through the field and do the secret mission and get right. the secret thing and. Blah, yeah, blah, I used blah, to blah, know how to do too the, much. Yeah, I knew the uh, corn maze and stuff like that. Like I had to look it up, but yeah, I ended up figuring it out. And then I want to say we beat transit. And then um, they had one more that I played. I can't think of the name of it, but um, I want to say it was on two. Had like a, it was like in a cave. Uh, you know, oh shit. Oh. What well, you're in the cave? See, I might be. I don't know that one. You might be thinking of the third one. I probably am thinking of the third one. Then the third one. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the one with the cave in it. I do. Hold up. Hang on, I'm going to look it up. There go to Mario. Did you find it? Hold up, is that? It's a good time to say... It was Revelations. We meet up with the Origins characters after they take an epic journey through space and time. All their struggles lead to this very moment. Like, yeah, in the third one, it had Revelations. The second one was Origins. I was thinking of the second one. I don't know what happened after the third or the fourth uh, Black Ops that had come out because I ended up stopped playing it. But um, I remember uh, Call of Duty Ghost, and they had the extinction. Like with the alien invasion. Oh yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the alien invasion. Um, like having a good. I feel like that one was probably one of the easier ones compared to like all of the other like side challenges, like versus the zombie missions. Like where you kind of like it was the same concept. Like they did they did move quicker, but you had to me you had better perks available in the extinction series than you did like with um the zombies which presented more of a challenge like if you knew the strategy like you could base your strategy based off of like your experience of playing it like versus extinction like you know there's been some games of extinction like i just jump in and you know beat it the first run through versus uh zombies where it's like you know like if you mess up a little bit you get stuck on a wall or you know you get jammed up in the area because another zombie kind of like swacks you the one time so it messes yeah. up the the uh the analogs then yeah like Oh no! It's it's been many, it's been many a times. Like I remember getting caught up on the stage trying to jump, and <laughs> <laughs> jump off of yeah, it. Yeah, trying to jump off the stage because my teammate he's already like at the edge of the stage trying to run back to the main room where you first started. Good times, so yeah, pretty good times. I did like how they put in the uh, the newer zombies on the Black Ops uh, after six uh, after six after twenty levels you can extract and then win the game necessarily. Or do endless rounds to see which the highest one you come, which is 
for me was cool add on because you could hop on play zombies and then get off you know would your you game cra- ever crash after doing endless no because i i i don't i didn't really play endless not a lot okay i would always just jump on and do the extraction because it would, would be 20 get to rounds like level like we would get to like the 30s or the 40s and like the game would crash damn okay. t I, I ain't never experienced that i never tried it i always stayed on the outside got you <laughs> i wasn't diving into the endless nah, it's just uh yeah it's good for like reaction you know, like whenever you run in and gun and like to be able to like turn around, flip, like just you know to be able to like line that shot up to like basically headshot like a line of zombies like in a row, and then if you got like the insta kill, you could just pop one bullet and it's gonna like go through everything. But yeah, just um, whew, yeah, zombies have definitely taken a different direction since uh its original release yeah it's definitely on a, a different path than what it re- and then uh they had one it was the the on the sec was it the second one when they started releasing all the different maps where you had to like get a bow and arrow and shoot like this torch in a window or some shit to the de- unlock something it just what was it, yeah it what was the zombies yeah what was the zombies i was playing uh, the time I was over, over here. Yeah, the newer one on the uh, the Black Ops, probably four, four, whatever yeah, I think it, it is was now. Four. Whatever one I paid sixty bucks and don't play at all, <laughs> hardly. <laughs> <laughs> I played it for, and then well, I got a question. What's your favorite map on Call of Duty? Uh, I like for team deathmatch or uh, just like in general, like multiplayer, like multiplayer map. Uh. Man, it's been so long. Oh, yeah, you gonna to, yeah, you go first because like, uh, yeah, Nuketown. Nuketown? Yeah, I'm going to go with a classic. I think that uh, if anybody in Bungie or 343 Studios listening to me right now, go back to the drawing boards, do what Call of Duty did, release your best multiplayer maps every year. And people are going to buy it for sixty fucking dollars because people have bought Nuketown endlessly, endlessly. Like literally, that's the only map I will play on it's the Black Ops. It's map. the best map. It's one of the best maps to play. It's the best running gun map. And I think I Halo like could have done it too. I like Terminal. Oh, that's the one with the trains in it, right? No, Terminal is the one with the airplane. Oh the yeah, yeah, like that's a good Model, one. Yeah, on Modern Warfare Two, and then I think the one from Three. Is um shit, I can't think of the name of it. Not um God damn it, I can't think of the fucking name of this shit. I'm about to start looking this shit up. I'm about to start <laughs> pulling up everything. Cause <laughs> it's not mission. It's not that map. Cause mission is like basically it's got like three rows. It, Mission is a sniper's map. Yeah. Like, if you got that clean shot, if you're in the right bush, if you're in the right angle, you can blend in just right and get, like, a clean shot and spawn trap people, basically. But not it's not that map, though, but it's a map similar to it. I'm trying to think of, um, I think it's WMD from the Black Ops series. It's like a snow map. It's kind of like a ray. It's got like the oh yeah, it's got, it's got uh, you spawn to the left or the uh, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I yeah, don't. it was the good map for domination because of the size of it. 
okay, yeah, we got a Ray, Berlin Wall, Convoy, Cracked, Crisis, Discovery, Drive In. Fire Range was a good one too. Like, Fire Range was pretty popular. Then you got Grid, Hangar 18, Hanoi. I like Havana. Yeah. Uh, Hazard, Hotel. Then you got Jungle, Kowloon. Launch, which was the uh, nuclear missile silo. Then we got the legendary Nuke Town, Radiation, Silo, Stadium, Stockpile. Summit was another good map, too. It was I like the, Stadium, uh, too. Yeah, Stadium was nice. And then we got Villa. I like Villa. Uh, WMD. And then you had the Zoo. And that's from uh, the Call of Duty uh, Black Ops. So you know what's cool? You ever heard of Disco Asylum? I have not. You know that's number 10 on the IG's top 100 games of all time? Simply put, there's nothing else quite like Disco Asylum. The premise is straightforward. A body has been discovered hanging in a looming tree in the backyard of a hotel, and it's up to you to work out how it got over the course of a Oh, hold up. How it got over the course of a 30-hour story is unique blend. Blah, 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 blah. It sounds like a stupid-ass game for number 10, in my opinion. Number 9 on the IG list of top 100 games is Half-Life 2. You ever played Half-Life 2? I have not. Me neither. Uh, Half-Life 2 Forever Change. Our expectations, uh, some people's expectations, of a first-person shooter could be it's a richly imagined world and a wonderful pace gameplay is a delight never letting up and brimming with intervention blah 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 something about a gravity gun don't know okay number eight red dead redemption 2 oh my god it's such a great game like (laughs) i mean just like you want you want to be a cowboy in virtual reality red 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 dead is where it's at the first and the second one. The, did you ever play the expansion pack on Red Dead 2 with the zombie bullshit? I've played the first one. I have not played the second I got the second one if you want to play it. Just saying. It's pretty... It's, it's legit. It's fun. It's uh, kind of kind of long, but if you're into like westerns no, I'm into and stuff... It. Yeah, but it's just, you know, it's... <sighs> but continue. Okay. Uh, number seven. Super Mario 64. Mario nice, nice. Uh, Mario games are synom- synonymous with fun, and perhaps Mario 64 is the best example of the latter. It gathers the core elements of Mario's best 2D side-scrolling adventures, worked out with how to translate them into a groundbreaking 3D world. It is still recogni- uh, recognizable Mario. He collects mushrooms. Shout out Mushrooms Caps and runs and jumps his way to success. I mean, if you own Caps, why not? You're Italian plumber, right? Oh, yeah, man. You're trying to get the job done. Uh, number six, Mass Effect 2. Uh, did not play Mass Effect 2. Did not either. Didn't play one either. Didn't even play any. Like, what What type of game is it? Is it like one of those, like, bio, like yeah. bioengineering? Yeah. Uh, where I like got the mech, like the mechanical suit. Oh, uh, fuck. 
some like I don't know. It's like futuristic though. Yeah, like, some yeah. type of uh Mass Effect sets the stage for a futuristic Milky Way. Mass Effect two lets you explore and experience so much more of it. As Commando uh Commander Shepard uh travel the galaxy the uh, on the best recruitment trip uh, apparently you recruit people on this game to travel the galaxy with you <laughs> oh look as you head out for a suicide mission mm. you know recruit people and bring them to their death welcome to video games uh number five super metroid i i am a fan of the metroid series and i'm kind of like Yes, shout out Samus Aran. Is that Metroid? Yeah, uh, okay. S- Super Metroid. Mental. <laughs> Golly. Uh, okay, so I'm going to level back out. Uh, this game was created in 1994, and to be number five, that's impressive. Uh, yeah, Metroid is a badass game. Like, I had a Metroid Prime for Game Boy Advance SP. And it was a pretty good game. Like that was like one of the few games like I played through and through, beat it, all the you know hidden stuff included. It says at first glance there doesn't even appear to be any story, but then you start to look more closely. The parasite riddled dead soldier inside of an early boss room. The crash half submerged alien ship that may or may not be haunted. <laughs> well, that sucks. Have you ever? Are you a fan of the uh, the Green Lantern? <laughs> yes. And like how the whoa, Mutoids... Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're talking about like the comic book yeah, Green comic, Lantern? Yeah, comic book not, Green not Lantern. Not the Ryan Reynolds Green no, Lantern, No, no, right? comic book Green Lantern. Right. Like, you know, with the Metroid... Not the Metroid. Like with the Mutoids. Yeah. And like the way that their race is like more viewed as a... It's kind of the same with Samus Aran, like fighting these creatures that's like possessed like an entire colony. And she's like going through written like basically like there's some people that could be cured, some people that you know that she kind of like gains as allies, but she's like up against like this different um, alien species per se, and it's kind of I don't know it kind of like ties with for me it ties with the Green Lantern a little bit because of like the way that um the Green Lanterns like they have their own planet. But they're being challenged by the outside planet. And, you know, in some cases where the war breaks out, they get a surprise attack. They lose some of their people. Then the Green Lanterns go to their planet, retaliate, and wipe out the whole colony. Like, it's <laughs> basically like, yeah, they wipe out the entire, you know, it's just like the like the whole the whole thing. So, Number four, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. I have not played that one. But Zelda makes good games. Like, I know they've had one, the Twilight something. Oh, I don't know. I'm not, it's, it's like I said one. earlier, I'm yeah, not a not Zelda, Zelda fan. fan. Yeah, you're so not a Zelda I, fan. On that, I got the information that's provided. Uh, it don't even uh, give you what console it was played on. It's got a little description uh, from its <laughs> for forgettable bin. Uh, ah. From its forget- forgettable beginnings, guiding a swordless link through the rain to the final showdown with Galen and utilize Master of the Sword and Bow to defeat evil. Blah, 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 Zelda shit. Number three, Portal 2. I actually did not play Portal 2 either. I did play the original Portal, and it's just a big puzzle game. 
and for it to be number th- three on the list, uh, that's a hard a hard push for me. IG, IGN, I don't know IGN. It's, that they're is more number puzzle. three. Yeah, they're more quizzed by puzzles. Yeah, but and like the best solving. number three best game of all time is Portal Two. Uh, I disagree. There's a lot more games I could put at number three versus IGN. But who am I? I'm just. You know, you're just a common gamer. I guess so. Well, I ain't even going to read that. It upsets me. Number two, Super Mario World. That was uh, my top five. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely that's what my you top were. Five. Uh, Super Mario World is a. Re- uh, uh, golly, I can't. Can't fucking read. <laughs> Get it right. Tighten up. Super Mario World is a relatively simple game to describe. It's Super Mario game, and we all know what that means. Mushroom, perfect running and jumping action, and a giant world to explore, and full of, cram full of secrets. Like Cleve explained earlier. That's cool. That that was your, what, number three? That was number five, actually. That was five? Me. Yeah, because that and was And that's the number first, two on the IGN. Yeah, it was like the first game I ever played in... Um, you know, being able to discover like the different secrets in different world, like even with the original, like I, after I played the one on Super Nintendo, it was a, a surprise for me that we still had a Nintendo, like the original Nintendo, like from the 80s. Yeah. And, um, I had an original copy of the Super Mario where it had to blow on the cassette like about five, ten times. Like I actually got it to like process and play. And um you know, even with the gameplay in itself, like having like secret boxes that you can unlock, like secret uh, parts of the map that if you jump on one part of a castle level, you can go to the back and like skip levels. Like, you know, you can skip ahead like three levels or like you can go to a, you go through a different tunnel. You got like a secret room. It gives you extra coins. Um, but yeah, Super Mario is just like one of those games like it. it even though it was simple, you played it to like explore like every detail of like step by step of what the map had to offer because there was always something that wasn't there that you didn't see the first time. So it just I don't know, it's just one of those games that just kept you playing it. So I can understand why it's number two, but yeah, for me it's number five because it was the first game I've played. So are you ready for number one? Yeah, what's number one? The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wind. Did not play that one. Me neither. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wind is a semi-linear, borderline, predictable path of the 3D Zelda games before it was in favor of a bold, crazy new approach. Let players do what they want, how they want, and whatever order they decide. Hmm. That's number one. That's number one. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that because, because yeah, it, like number twelve, Grand Theft Auto Five, uh, fourteen, uh, Castlevania, Symptoms of the Night. That should have been higher up. Halo Two is fifteen. Should have been higher up. Halo uh, Two could have been number three. Bioshock at eighteen. Bloodborne 19, Undertale 20, Super Mario Brothers 21, Street Fighter 2 22, Portal 23. I don't I don't understand these uh 
I mean, God of War at 25, Half-Life at 26, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater at 27, Tetris at 28. Yeah, I forgot about Metal Doom, Gear Solid. 29. They, 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 that brings in Rainbow Six if you bring in Metal Gear Solid, like the, you know, everything from like um, the, the Tom Clancy series, like Splinter Cell, Rainbow Six Siege, even the ones prior to that. I'm trying to think of this other game that was. I don't know. The Duck Hunter game? No, it's not a Duck Hunter game. What about the Ghost Recon? Yeah, I remember the game. Now it was a uh, Tom Can- uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon, and like in a part of the campaign, a Ghost Recon fire team is deployed to the Bolivia as a part of Operation Kingslayer, a joint operation between the CIA, DEA, and JSOC. The team consists of team leader and support gunner Nomad, vehicle and assault specialist Midas, hacker and tactical engineer Holt, and his sniper Weaver. The ghost in Bolivia with their CIA contact, Karen Bowman, who is also a close friend to Sandoval. They meet Pat Katari, leader of the Katari's 26, the only resistance against Santa Blanca. Pat Katari requests they rescue Amaru, whose, ideolo- whose ideology is inspired by Katari's 26 from Santa Monica. The ghost with the support of Bowman and the Katari's 26 are free to tackle the cartel in any way they see fit. So basically, it's like a recon team that's going in and taking down this cartel, like who has like one of their contacts kidnapped on the inside, and that's just like the whole. That's just like a part of the plot per se in the campaign, but you know, it's a it's a pretty neat game within that series because it kind of like gives uh, tactical observations like through you know certain plays that are made. Like you can either attack aggressively or silently. So it's a matter of stealth, you know. I, I find the stealth games to be more challenging than like puzzle games in, in that sense. Whereas like the timing is absolutely key. Like if you're one beat off, then that could fuck up the whole operation. But yeah. Work brain. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> Okay, uh, you want to hear about some crazy shit, Cleve? Okay, I got to make this brain work of mine. Uh, you want to hear about the guy who has the highest gamer score of all time yeah. on Xbox? Yeah, His name is Raymond Stallion eighty three, Cox. <laughs> <laughs> no Cox, just C O X. Has the highest gamer score with over two million points. Based on an average point system for most Xbox games, that means Raymond must have played over 2,000 video games to completion and got every achievement. Oh, wow. Devout and dedicated. Uh, When asked uh, how many games he has completed, uh, I would say at least 100, but dang, that's a lot of gaming. That's what he said. But uh, what's kind of crazy is he cosplays as a Master Chief. 
which I don't know if I can move the computer enough for you to yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, I but, see it. Yeah. You Let's, know, one day we might have like a projector and I can just like pop it up and we have video camera for our YouTube and yeah, you'll be, be rich and famous. Yeah, but be able to put them up on the old display. Look, the inflation monster has <laughs> been knocking on the door. <laughs> <laughs> and this inflation, yeah, this live is brought to you by inflation. You know, I wish King Kong was <laughs> coming around, not inflation around these times. I'm sorry. I, I know I keep overplaying that. Uh, you know, the rarest Pokemon card sold in 2016 in the Californian auction for $54,000. Charizard. <laughs> no, it's actually uh, a Pikachu ah. illustrator, apparently. Was made no, around the mid. People be screaming Charizard. Yeah, but I I don't really understand this. Really, what it is, I ain't a Pokemon expert, but that one card that is ridiculous. Maybe one day some of my uh, manuscripts of scribbled paper will sell for that much money for my kids. One Doubtful. Day. But uh. Do you know the Ocarina, uh, the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time is uh, rated the best game of all time? That was on my list as well. Like, it's rated one point away from 100, and it's the only game that's ever been rated that. I could see why. I mean, for the time that it was released, I feel like it was overhyped. I feel like it still receives overhype, but even... As a person who played that game, I can understand like why they would say that in a sense because of like the way I don't know it was just like there were some parts like whenever you play it the first time, it was just like the it kind of reminds you of like the first Zelda like where it's like the simple walkthrough and you just like go through the walkthrough and you complete the missions and you know you get up to the next step or with this one about like a quarter if not half of the way like things started getting a little bit more inquisitive where the puzzle and the matchmaking had to be involved where you have like two to three different things that you would have to complete before you could complete the final step into the next step where you meet the boss to get the unlockable uh, speaking of unlockables you want to hear a, a weird record on the books okay it's called hidden combo this record, uh, this weird title for a record by a YouTuber named Desk found a new combo exploited in Street Fighter 2 for Vega. Uh-oh. Uh, this was in March of 2017, 26 years later after the game premiered in 1991. Is that incredible? No. Who knows? Me personally, I find that finding weird stuff like this is just great information uh new combo exploit it shows that like old like old games really never fade like there's still something new that like was hidden well the crazy thing about this was this combo was hidden for 26 years until this dude found it out and What's crazy about this is is the person that created it never told nobody. So it was hidden for 26 years until this dude found this ex- 
this combo that's for this badass. character. And Boone does the same shit yeah. with Mortal Kombat. That's how I was saying I found out about Rain and how Rain was a hidden character. Even searching for that, like, there's nowhere online, but to this day, I don't know how i done it, but I just remember playing with Jax and completing it all the way through without no damage. Uh, another weird thing, uh, Bayonetta, it's for the Xbox. I know that because I've seen it on the store before. Yeah. But it's, uh, holds the record for the most unique fall animations at a character at the age of 48. Hmm. I mean, the character is based around an old age and it was so successful. Nice, nice. And that's about it. I don't want to talk about no more about that. But one more tidbit in video games before we exit, if we do exit. But uh, I do have a list of the top 10 selling games of all time, if you would like to indulge me. Yeah. Uh, Inquire. There's a, there's a whole bunch of them that I would like to say, but I think it might take up a little too much time. But I'm gonna start at ten. Tetris for the Nintendo, which uh, was released in June 14 of 1989, the year I was born, and it's at number ten with uh, 43 million copies sold. I fuck with Tetris. I was one of those 43 million. Dude, purchases. this is. This list is ridiculous because this is all Nintendo. Uh, at number nine, We Fit Plus, December first, two thousand seven, sold forty three eight hundred million copies for the Wii. You got number eight, Mario Kart Deluxe. Oh yeah. Then number seven, Game Boy of all things in nineteen ninety six. Uh. February 27th, uh, Pokemon, uh, well, Nintendo released Pokemon Red, Green, Blue, and Yellow. I had one of those. I think I had the red one. Dude, Nintendo is slapping. I'm talking about like... How you think they survived? One, two, uh, let's keep going. Number six, Super Mario Brothers. These are the highest gross selling games of all time as we sit right now in 2022. If y'all are digging up archives of us lost 300 years ago and I think I think the Draconian lizards are listening to us if they took over the world right now we're sorry are they really Draconian I know but they better not fuck with (laughs) (laughs) this live is brought to you Uh, at uh, number five, Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Oh my God! <laughs> released December twentieth, two thousand seventeen. Oh my God! Uh, a game. PUBG Corporation mu- multi-platform game. game uh, Seventy million sales. Ain't too, ain't too shabby for number five. Shout out to my boy Ace. You know my bad for abandoning you on the <laughs> duty, but you know you my squad runner on the on the PUBG. Uh, at number four, Wii Sports, uh, released November 19, 2006. Uh, number three, Tetris. Uh, Tetris Worlds? No, just Tetris. This is Tetris EA, uh, released September 12, 2006 by Electronic Arts. And it was a mobile game. And it sold over 
we're not even going to talk about that. Oh, look look at this. Grand Theft Auto 5 at number it. 2. I knew it. Yeah, that one made billions. Uh-huh. Yeah. 150 billion units sold. 150 billion. Now, this this is going to shock you and which doesn't shock me because I own one I own like four different copies of that shit between different systems. But would you like to take a crack at what is number one? And buy a fucking gazillion landslide. What what uh, console? On all consoles, multi platform. Let me let me see. Charge that brain. What do you have? Nothing. <laughs> Minecraft. Fucking oh, I was just watching Minecraft earlier too. <laughs> no bullshit. Like yeah, just like the Hundred Days Survival series. Like man, that guy can make a Netflix series off of the things he pulled off. Okay, so my I love Minecraft. Released November eighteenth, two thousand eleven as a multi platform video game. And it has sold two hundred and thirty eight billion copies since two thousand and eleven. Do you know that it's the largest open world map platform yeah. there is available as yes. well? Yeah. Like, I just looked that up today. Like, I was, like, on this whole Minecraft bench because I've been really wanting to play it. And I'm about to buy it as soon as I get. I'm leaving this podcast. <laughs> I'm going home. I'm buying Minecraft. Because <laughs> I miss build. I miss all my worlds and stuff. Like, I had a, I had a lot of stuff on Xbox when I first started playing. You know, I used to play, like, um used to play like with my nephew, my niece, uh, some in laws. You know, play with like, I don't know. It's just like you know, I got, I got a lot of history with Minecraft and just like I'm not talking like no creative mode Minecraft. I'm talking like full on survival mode Minecraft where you got to oh, build you gotta the, fight the like yeah, ghosts gotta, and shit. Yeah, you got to fight the ghosts. You got to fight the creepers. <laughs> you got to fight the zombies, the skeletons, and like get food and. Yeah, it's definitely the the challenge though. It's like um, you need to have like a Minecraft party. I just cook and watch everybody else play Minecraft because the kids would be playing it on their Switch, and then some uh, Charles would be playing it on the Xbox, and then China would be playing it on the PC, and they're all running around and shit. All in the same map. I'm so lost. I'm so old. I guess. Nah, man, I get loaded. And I play Minecraft. <laughs> like, man, I started playing. Man, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I started playing Minecraft while I was in the hood at Vante. Shout out Vante. Shout out Zay. Um, yeah, I used to play at their house and um, like just learning how to like make TNT, like learning about um, shit redstone. Like you can make like trapdoors with redstone. You can like make like glass cake. Like you could do a bunch of crazy stuff on Minecraft. Like it's basically like I don't know. It's just like it's interactive, like on a whole other level. Is because it, it has like the alchemical forms of like creating potions, enchanting your weapons. See, so, yeah, I got like uh. I've been buying the kids and finding the kids, like, thrift shopping and, like, just shopping in general. But I got, like, a whole bunch of cool books that I need to give you about Minecraft and let you read through and look. Because the kids were real big into it. Now they're Fortnite, you know, ADHD, whatever you call. Yeah. (laughs) Kids just moving from one thing to the other, really. But I have a whole bunch of uh, books, like Minecraft books about, like, how to build this and that and... All types of stuff, so definitely to, could use that because you know, at my age, like I, I'm not remembering <laughs> half of the shit. Like I'm struggling in this pocket <laughs> without my resources, you know. 
But yeah, most definitely though, like shouts out to Minecraft because like they definitely, you know, it, it got my attention. Like even though it's like two D, it's like block form almost like it's it's like two D, three D, but it's all like block form. But you can definitely like create some stuff. Like I've built full cities, like full downtown areas, full of farms and um like I don't know it's just, no creepers it's a, though right no creepers like I don't know everything's lit up so everything's at bay like I have like my farm I have my crops I have my house like everything gated in it's like um learning how to create a nether portal so it's like you'll go to the nether you can get like some um like some sand some stones from there it's just uh mostly obsidian and I don't know it's just like a lot of different um a lot of different elements just like the game because it's like it's three like basically you have um you got hell, you got the end, and then you got like basically like the normal world where, you know, like you basically like start off at like where all the living things are basically and then you got like the the nether which is like a whole nother world and you can collect new materials for your like crafting board and like alchemy and all of that stuff. I don't know, just uh make sure you know your way around if you don't have a map. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh before we dive out of the video game world do you have any honorable mentions about you know some games you might have left out that you just want to bring up man it's it's too many like when it comes to video games like could really just talk about anything really like the sims like do you remember the sims like, no no i don't i don't i'm not a it, simmer <laughs> it, it, it started off like as a like on a like this game it it kind of do suck i ain't gonna lie but it's like it's like a computer sim. like it started off on pc like computer simulation like you're supposed to oh no i was gonna say and keep going i was gonna oh but yeah like um pretty much it was like computer simulator like you build your own house build your own life get a job start a family you know, you could throw parties. Like, it was supposed to be, like, human interactive simulator, but it's just, like, the language was broken. The simulation was broken. It was, like, on after a while of, like, playing it, it just gets boring because, like, it kind of gets repetitive. Yeah. So it just kind of, like, fell out of the balance. But, I mean, overall, like, it was a game that you, I did play. You didn't download none of the mods? Uh, uh, yes, I did, actually. Charlene was telling me about, yes, uh, like, all the different mods. Like, you can get, like, crackheads and you, all types of shit. You can get any can type of drugs. person. You can make drugs. You can cook whatever. You can eat whatever. You can perform sexual acts to get, like, I don't know. You could do whatever you want on the Sims. Like, make them do anything. But uh, I was going to say, like, to stray away from that, <laughs> Twisted Metal was Ooh. a game series that I don't know if too many people just know about Twisted oh, Metal. Yeah. But, man that, man, that game. Like, car demolition, no other game like Twisted Metal. Like, you had guns on your car. You could, like, pick up uh, rockets. You had shields. It had, like, different characters. Each character had, like, their own background and story, like, uh... Yeah, you know Twisted. Who yeah. was your favorite character on Twisted Metal? The fucking uh, the dude that drove in the ice cream truck. With sweet the flaming, Tooth. Yeah, Sweet Tooth. Yeah, with sweet the tooth. Head, shot the rockets. Yeah. yeah, man. He had the music. Like, Remember, he had yeah, the, he was straight serial oh, killer. Dude, <laughs> uh, the wormhole. Uh, the first time I ever heard Rob Zombie was on Twisted Metal. Yeah. Dig through the ditches and Man, burn they had a badass the soundtrack too that went under Slam in the back. Yeah, they had. A, I'm sorry, Khalifa. No, nah, you're good, man. Like they had a badass soundtrack that went uncredited as well. But I just had to ask, like, well, Axel 
axle had like the two. No, wheels. Those are like, two wheels. Yeah, yeah. It was like the guy. That, it was like the black guy was like stuck in the fucking um, yeah, the two wheel machine. Like his special was like a shockwave. I forget what Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth had the missile on the top of his um, on the top of the ice cream truck. Like his head blows off. And it like detonates like a supercharge. Like it, it fucks him up pretty bad. Oh, then, that uh, doll face was the uh, or man, I'm trying to think of the. What was the little purple car? I used to drive a little purple car all the time on that game. I haven't played that shit in so long. I wish I could get I a remember hold of that. Mr. Grimm drove the motorcycle. He was the guy with the flaming skull for a head, and then it had Spectre. Spectre drove like a he drove a blue and white Corvette. Or no, a Viper. Yeah, he drove a Viper. But I'm gonna think. Yeah, I'm about to look up that other car because um, yeah, it was like a lot of different characters on the Twisted Metal series. Like it had um, over five. I think the last one was Twisted Metal Five, and it had um, Ozzy Osbourne. I think Ozzy Osbourne like played the opening, like painted black. No, that's the Rolling Stones. No, not, yeah, I'm tripping. The Rolling Stones is the planet. The planet black. Don't, don't be shouting at me over there. I can feel that. Like, man, what <laughs> the feel, fuck, Cleve? <laughs> I, I feel like someone just bit a bad uh, his head off right now. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Gosh, hang on. Let me look up Twisted Metal real quick. Was that too soon? Found the game, but yeah, I'm looking for characters. I don't know. Uh, uh, You know, if we're going to get in, if you're talking racing, have you ever played NASCAR before? I know this is a weird stretch, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, have you you ever played NASCAR and just turn the the car around and go go in the opposite direction and just crash into all the other cars? I've never played NASCAR. You sure? I'm I'm thinking back and like I played jet ski and I played golf. I have not played NASCAR. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. It was Preacher who drove the uh, Purple Hearse. That's or, probably who yeah, I played. The, yeah, it was the Preacher. Yeah, that game was fun. Hard. I love the soundtrack though. There's been some games that had some banging soundtracks. Uh, you know a game honorable mention for me? Rage 2. You ever played the original Rage on the X, uh, PlayStation? Rage 2 what? Like, no, Rage. Rage? It's like an open world uh I feel like I've heard like of that Fallout game. Type game. I feel like I've heard of that game, but I don't remember playing it. It's very fun. It's like uh uh apocalyptic world type shit and drive around do missions do different things it's pretty fun it's very gory it's a very gory game but very fun i like mission oriented games sometimes right. so it, it came in honorable mission a little bit so yeah, fuck video games <laughs> yeah because video i can't games believe y'all can't yeah. believe uh y'all play video games out there if y'all do uh Check out Cleveland Christ on the Xbox World. You say it the world? You say Xbox World Network? Yeah, I'd be like, I'm a, yeah, Cleveland Christ on Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still Joe on the Xbox. 
You know, I've had that gamer tag for like 20 fucking years, dude. I've had Cleveland Christ for 15 years. I think my mind's been around 15, too. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while for me. I've never changed my gamer tag. I've always gotten the question, is your name Cleveland? Are you from Cleveland? Uh-oh, Cleveland here Christ, it is. what is that shit? Yeah, fuck Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard a little bit of everything, like, in regards to... Like, like, what is that even main? Yeah, like, I've, I've been called a, what is it, a, a Cleveland Christopher or Cleveland Chris. Like, I don't know. It's just like, you know, you just got, like, different people that just, like, make up things. It's pretty funny, like, to see what a person's reaction. God damn it. Find it. All right, uh, the road to the void. Uh, got some uh, local stuff to throw out there for y'all. July thirtieth, twenty twenty-two, in New Orleans. Holly Rock, the Tanicals, Michael Nunez, Spicy Ranch, DJ set by Snooze. Hold up, Snooze Button. And it looks lit. Y'all should go out there. And then if y'all ain't bought y'all's tickets for Fate the Void 2020 yet, why not do it right now? Don't worry about inflation. Don't worry about bills, mortgages, car payments. Just go buy some music tickets and enjoy a two-day great music festival in the wonderful town of Oakdale, Louisiana, which I am proudly born and raised, Cleve. That's a far stretch. I don't know about all that. I mean, it's nice to live. In, it's nice to. I mean, it's a nice place, but I don't know about all that proud yeah, I mean, and shit. It's good for vacationing. <laughs> shit. Hardly even that, but you know. But uh, can't I, complain. I do got something. Uh, we were talking about the other day when we were playing Warzone, and uh, the Cherry Pie song came on when I was driving the vehicle around, and do you know? That when they were writing that record, the record executive came down and was like, hey, look, you need to write a song. Hold up. Let me see. Kind of like the rock anthem, We Will Rock You. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And add it, uh, add it to your album. And the dude wrote it. Uh, let me see what this dude's name. Da, 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 da. Jane, uh, Jane Lane wrote it on a pizza box. In 20 yeah, minutes. I've, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard this story. The Cherry Pie. And the, and the that album wasn't even going to be named Cherry Pie. It became Cherry Pie. And they wrote it 20 minutes on a pizza box. And if you're ever in the Hard Rock Cafe in Florida, you can see said pizza box they have on display. Oh, word. <laughs> so, one of the greatest songs, allegedly, of all time, is systematically made to be a rock anthem because more people would like it, and it was made in 20 minutes on a pizza box. Which makes sense, because everybody loves meat. Yeah, everybody loves pizza. I say everybody loves meat. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love that meat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gorilla! <laughs> I swear to God, I love this. Hey, that's, hey, that's good. You're gonna have to bring that one back on the later one. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love man. that button. I'm sorry uh, to all the listeners to the out there. Pie. 
<laughs> She's my cheer pie. That's just so sexual. Yeah, it looks it, so it just, good. It, I say that. Like you don't want to say that. <laughs> it's such a bad song nowadays. Like that song would, like if that song was released nowadays, it would never go nowhere. Something it would be a, yeah. Somebody making a grown man cry. Yeah, that wouldn't fly. Yeah, it definitely tastes so good. Make a grown man cry. Sweet cherry pie. Oh, yeah. yeah, and they at the top of their lungs, sweetie. Yeah, they proud about. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, there's a massive drawing of a penis that can be seen <laughs> from space. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Is it not difficult to realize that human nature, after, after, after Superbad and the artistic dicks that yeah, they shown the in that movie. the sexuality that was shown in that movie but just the, shifted the, the nature of... Just the drawing of dicks has became a thing now. And apparently... If extraterrestrials would orbit our planet, planet, at one point of our planet, from the space, someone drew a giant dick. That, that's literally a thing, and it's crazy to believe. I know everybody out there don't think it look is real, but it's information for the aliens in Australia. <laughs> literally in Australia. There is a drawing of a giant penis and a dry lake bag and Bellarine in a rural district of the Victoria. It's so large, in fact. Google. Google. I can't stop. Hold on. That Google Maps has dubbed it the Aussie Wiener. <laughs> Get it? Because it's a... Look, hold up. Let me show you the picture. Okay. <laughs> it's the Aussie wiener in Australia. Oh, yeah. You can you see, can see that space. shit from space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. See that? Hey. Oh, I just... I, I mean, the Aussie wiener. Two planets away. <laughs> hey, hey. I don't, I don't necessarily think that was a drawing. I think someone left it there. You know who I think left it there? Self-explanatory. King Kong. <laughs> King Kong with them. Yeah, he left that there for them. Oh, yeah. get your research on that. I'm so sorry. I can't Gosh. help it, dude. That shit. That that sound is now one of my favorite sounds. That's archived now. Yeah, you gotta. Like I say, you gotta incorporate that later in. Uh, shout out to Louisiana. They pat uh, John Bell Edwards in the House passed House Bill Seven into law that now that all female products diapers for adults and babies are tax exempt throughout the state so that's pretty cool yeah help out yeah help the ladies out you know get them diapers how about the old people too because yeah, i mean that's a thing too for the grandpa you know for the grandma <laughs> The other thing. <laughs> I really am. I, 
I know that no one probably even is ever going to listen to it that far, but I thought that was comedic code <laughs> about the Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah, that was classic. I, I didn't want to like say too much about that. I want that moment to kind of just simmer itself into the episode, but uh, if they made it this far, let's. Uh, uh, we got some uh, fresh music from the Crawlerholics coming up uh, after a little bit of words of wisdom and uh, shout out to cleave before we even get into words of wisdom for being a part of this adventure since the beginning and accepting being a co-host and i can't wait to see what content we create together and what paths we lead this podcast on together and kobe ain't gone he's just doing his own thing and you always got to respect someone for making money because yeah, Shit, you know, we all yeah, the broke. only way you can go is up. So yeah. I'll never be upset about, you know, someone's success. I'm not a hater. Yeah, you always got got to keep it going. Got to keep uh, it going. Sometimes, you know, it's just, you know, it's like when, when you're going up, you're leaving some behind. But it's not to look at it in the sense of distance. It's just to look at it in time that, you know, maybe it's not the time to be there then. But later on, who's to say that that chapter can't open up a new page? Yep. A new beginning. Sometimes growth is the cancellation of stuff you have. Yeah, don't and ever be a, sorry for yeah. growth. Yeah, don't ever be sorry for growing up. That's I think that's one of the like biggest things as we start getting older, especially like in our age now, because a lot of our friends, it's not necessarily like, hey, we don't want to hang out. It's a lot of like, hey, look, I got to go to work these days, that day. This is my job, you know, right. and then it don't line up and you start getting distant. But uh, yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna say age plays a part in it, but it does. Like in a sense, like whereas you're younger, you have like more time to hang out, do things that you would normally do, like with your friends or your associates, accomplices. But you know, like five, ten years into growing up, after all of that, you don't ever want to become complacent. So, you know, things are gonna start to make changes. Like some changes are drastic. Like you won't be prepared for them. So. You just have to, like, condition and adapt yourself to newer beginnings, like, and a lot of the times, like, where you feel like you may need that person, you'll be in a position where you'll need them, but they won't be there, so you just have to handle for self, so don't ever be sorry for that growth or that change that you have to take into just because of, you know, circumstances, you know, always stay true to yourself and continue to make those advances, and if those are your true friends or those are your true accomplices. They'll appreciate that and commend you instead of being like, well, why you didn't text me? Why you didn't call me? It's like, I haven't heard from you in much. Just, you know, be grateful, be thankful, like that they're still there. They thought about you. And, you know, um, not to take personal affliction towards the changes that a person may have, like, gone through, like, since the last time they may have talked to you. Like, you could have ended on a good note. And just like stop talking to that person for weeks or months, maybe even years. And then just come around to like touch on base like, well, this is what happened since I left off. So that's my whole take on it. You got some words of wisdom to add on to that? um, I kind of feel like I had my words of wisdom (laughs) Uh like in that conversation, like basically, you know, um, you know, accept change for growth, you know, 
That's that's my words of wisdom. Accept change is growth. Don't ever apologize for coming to a decision that can ultimately affect your future for better. You know, it's like even if that includes like having to leave even if even if that includes like having to leave like people like if you don't have kids, like leaving people that you consider close to you out, but like in a sense where you do have kids you're making a decision for your family to succeed later in life. You know, you're not just doing something just for now. Like, it's not just something that you're doing for the next week. Like, every decision that's made ultimately changes the next decision. So, you know, just, you know, never, um, Yeah, that's <laughs> basically it. I'm blank on that. Uh, I feel like I've said enough. Uh, my words of wisdom is always love first. Always smile. No matter how, hold your head up high. Because you don't have no reason to hold your head down. You don't have no reason to look at the floor. Hold your head up. Look everybody in the eye. Give them a smile. Because, fuck it, the world is bad enough. You don't need to make it bad by not having. It don't matter if you're going into work. You're leaving work. Going in the store, you're doing whatever. A nice smile will go a long way for a lot of people. And it's good to show a little bit of love because this world's full of fucking hate. Facts. Absolutely. But uh, I guess uh, check out. I got to do it one more time. <laughs> check out Third Coast Podcast at 5000 W's at thirdcoastpodcast.com. by the gorillas <laughs> slamming it up uh for third coast podcast i'm joe what it do gators and the new co-host of third coast podcast it's, mr cleave yo it's cleave holla at you baby and we're out we out
like a crawfish. Ah, yeah, he the class clown. Yeah, I make the most laugh. That's what bring the ass down. I don't give a fuck about what the haters told you. Cause I got these hoes gambling in the back of my Corolla. I ain't too fancy. Yeah, I parlay my life. I say, can't afford the berry, but you know I got the Andre. Bunnies popping bottles, boys. About to be a long day. Money like hammer, but my honey's like Beyonce. Champagne daydreams make a low budget on space. 